in a world looking for something to listen to. A group of friends rise to the challenge. It's Pop Samurai. What's going on, Pop Samurai fans? This is Jelani Hoon coming to you from OhanaCon 2017. We're here with Wyatt Elliott and Chris Williamson, uh, creators uh, and writer, director of Denizens. Um, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, sitting down with us. me, getting away from your booth for a little bit. <laughs> so, it's nice. Um, we did that when we went shopping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, how are you guys doing? Doing good. okay? Good. okay? It's, it's um, tiring. You guys enjoying the convention so far? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, the Dedersons. Mm -hmm. What is it about? What, can you explain to the people out there who may be um, not familiar around Rockford? I, th I think I'm going to let the creator of the Dedersons <laughs> handle that one. Hi. Hi. <laughs> uh, well, the Dedersons is a zombie sitcom about a family of zombies just trying to make it in the world after the apocalypse. So, um, well, it it's shot in black and white. It's like the Munsters or the Adams Family. Uh, we even got in our season two, episode three, we got Butch Patrick to guest star for us. Nice. Uh, so we got Eddie Munster to be Grandpa Eddie for us. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. And uh, how long has it been running on so far? Uh, uh, we've got one full season and we're three episodes into season two. Okay. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. It's been a little over a year and a half, almost two years. Two years come the 7th, because we launched oh, on wow. June 7th, um, 2015. I don't even know where I am so, right now. Yeah. I'm so oh, tired. I know. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, for for you as a creator, so you, I mean, you write the the show, you created the show. Um, what was the inspiration going into? Was it the the monsters and Adam Sandler? It was, was partly. It? I I grew up watching all that stuff with my dad on Nick at Night and loved them. Um, but the reason it came about is actually I was in the hospital um, and under you know drugs and stuff for pain, and I was in and out of consciousness, and they had the old TV shows playing. And so I had all these crazy dreams and woke up one time and I was like, hey, why? There should be a show about a family of zombies. Wouldn't that be awesome? So and I was like, well, write me a script. Let's go from there. And so uh, I wrote it. And two months later, he finally read it. Yeah, <laughs> that's a true story. So um, the behind the music of, of, of this, of this uh, TV show is that I, found, I, I wrote this. I figured out, I created this episode. In a drug-induced fever. <laughs> no, I only created the idea. In a That's right. <laughs> That's good. That's cool. And then, uh, and what, what? You said uh, you came out of it as like old school. The TV shows was on. You're like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if we had like a show of zombies? What, what led you to want to do it? Like, uh, did you wanted to do an ode to those old classic TV shows of black and white? Is that what an the direct came it, from? Yes. Uh, we call it more our love letter to pop culture because as much as we sh we shoot it in black and white and we have the laugh track and everything, but we reference things from pop culture from like the 1920s all the way up to present day. We did one um, that was very specifically the opening scene was a homage to The Breakfast Club where the students were in detention. We had them dressed like the characters. We did a photo shoot where they were in the same like position the, the poster oh, okay. and, and there's numerous other pop culture references throughout the show but the pilot is very much it's that you know Dennis the Menace Donna Reed feel mm -hmm. where the boss is coming home to dinner and they have to impress the boss it's just they're zombies that's the only difference so yeah. you know she's feeding them brain stew <laughs> in the opening scene they go to, she goes to prepare for this she goes to the butcher shop and she gets brains and a torso and Stuff like that. It's, it's, it's all normal to them because it's a zombie neighborhood. It's a zombie uh, 
city that they're in. And one question we get a lot is like, well, how are they zombies? And what we've done is kind of like a scientific thing where our zombies have actually created heart pumps for themselves to keep their blood flowing so that they can then leave that zombie-like state and become more like they were before. Yeah. They're just still dead. <laughs> we also call, we also dub the term um, sitcom zombies for ours because they're not gross out, they're not eyes aren't falling out, they're a very unique look that is just for our show, but it also keeps it family friendly too. They're like almost like the old school like Night of the Living Dead zombies. Yeah, right? yeah. Like, okay, basically. Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. Yeah, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and as the writer and creator of the show, I mean, as you move on from it, I mean, uh, what, where do you think it's going to be going from there? I mean, you feel like you keep like coming with new ideas of like, okay, oh, yeah. this is a kind of our ode to pop culture. I got some ideas. I was like, okay, maybe we could take it in this direction. Keep keep building off well, of this. Well, that's the beauty of pop culture is it never stops. So we keep getting inspiration every day, basically. Plus, like, the show has taken such a dramatic, uh, different turn than I expected, even as the director and producer of it, is I figured every episode would be standalone. And I thought that it would be like every episode would be, what wacky adventures do they get into this direction and it gets solved in half an hour. But that wasn't what happened. Sure, show ended up evolving and becoming like a ongoing series where you have to keep watching it through episode three and four and five. And and you watch Yeah, the evolution of the characters and the story and the plot is amazing. And um, she owes it she says it's because of her love of soap operas growing up. Soap opera. Soap opera. General Hospital. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Only one. It's the only one. Only one. Only one. (laughs) Okay. Um, and from there, like uh, moving over to you as the director, I mean when she hands you like, okay, here's the script, and this is what I want to do. Is, is, is it just like automatically, just like I can see it in my head, or, uh, just, or is it like, how, how um, can we do this? <laughs> I, <laughs> it's funny. I it's just funny. write and expect him to make it happen. Yeah. Is funny, funny story about that is uh, she's been very challenging to me as a filmmaker as well. And uh, a little backstory is neither one of us are officially taught. We're n- never gone to school for it. We're all self-taught. And so there was an episode for Halloween, and she's like, well, they're going to open the door, and there's a ghost there. And I go, well, how am I going to do a ghost there? We had nobody dressed as a ghost or anything on the set. And she goes, well, you'll figure it out in post. (laughs) (laughs) So I did, and it looked great, and there's a ghost that wasn't there. And she's done that a couple times, but most of the time, it's pretty tame stuff, you know, and it's like, I can handle any of it. And we let our actors, uh, we say we're not script Nazis is the term that we use, so even though her words are fantastic and a lot of the actors want to use her words, sometimes we let them go off script a little bit. And if it's good and we like it and it's funny, we let them roll with it. And so the same thing kind of goes for the shots. But I do try to keep it intentionally simplistic because it's modeled after the old shows and we want it to have that very simplistic look to it. Uh, how many how many episodes in a season do you shoot for normally? There's 12. 12. 12 in the first. We're thinking 12 for a second season as well. Okay. Okay. And are you just hoping to keep building off of this and keep having more and more seasons? So I far, mean? so far, so good. Yeah. I mean, this... Off. I mean, we're on... We went from being on YouTube to now we're on Amazon Prime. We're on local television in Wisconsin and Illinois. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just got a deal to put... Uh, copies of season one in several different family video locations uh, locally where we are and if they do well he's going to put them in all his stores Ooh, nice. yeah so and like um, I've been making films our company is Notebook Entertainment and I've been making films for 10 years as of June 1st um, and she joined two years ago and since then like I made YouTube videos I made little you know we have a series called FML 
that we have over 300 episodes on, but they're little skits, little short little okay. videos. And then I did a couple of short films. Um, but since the Dedersons, we've made a lot of attention to ourselves locally in the area with the more um, mainstream, I would say. It's off of YouTube, and like she said, Amazon, and the video store, and selling DVDs, and merchandise, and I never had any of that before. And so like, it's not only helped us as a company and as a production company, but um, we've got sponsors for our show. Like We have local sponsors who like pay us to make them commercials that air during our show that feature our characters. And the way that started was uh, back in like the 40s and 50s after the TV show or whatever, they would take a break and the actor would walk off set and then go sell you nail polish or cigarettes or whatever. They have the and towel so, over there. Their yeah. right. Oh, hello, I didn't see you walk in. Exactly, <laughs> and that's what I wanted. So for the first like two episodes, I had written fake commercials to put in there. So we had like one for Erios and yep. and for the Dedersons family funeral, uh, funeral home. home. Yeah. We dig your family, you know? <laughs> um, but then all of a sudden we're like, hey, what if we made real commercials and that'll help fund making the yep. show? And so we started approaching local businesses and rest is history. Yeah, and it kind of started because local businesses were letting us film in their you know, locations and they were supporting us. So next thing you know, it started with them and then they want somebody else wanted one and it just kind of grew and grew. And now every episode we have sponsors for it. Oh, wow. That's, yeah. that's really wonderful. And then you, now you guys... Um, slowly spreading out there, like you said, with family videos and, and hopefully getting more and more syndicated in other places. Absolutely, yeah. They're actually working on uh, getting us in Madison now. Nice. That'll be the next step. That's what you're pushing out over here. Here we are yeah, in Madison, the right. Hanukkah 2017 over here. That's exactly right. So nice. hopefully later this year we'll be in Madison if all things go as planned. All best wishes to you guys. Hopefully Thank it you. keeps going from there. Now, um, uh, Chris, uh, one of the things I wanted to ask you is like, uh, you were also a writer as well, yeah, of yes. books and uh, short stories as well. Uh, can you talk to me a little bit about that? Like, what, 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 what it uh, takes to go into that? What are your inspirations from that? And what do you like to write about? Um, I like to write everything because I like to read everything. Mm -hmm. So I have two books out right now that are available on Amazon, and they're very different. One's a mystery, the, they're both the first in series. The first is a mystery series. Um, the Andy Alcott Mystery Files, mm -hmm. Jewel of the Sun, first book. Uh, and it's about a female private detective with a little bit of occult stuff thrown in. Uh, the second book is uh, The Wonderlandian Chronicles, The Alice Project, is book one. And that's a, not so much a reimagining of Wonderland, it's what if Wonderland was real, and now we're with the second generation of mm. Wonderland citizens. And one of them, you know, was stuck on Earth and didn't know that they were part of Wonderland. Oh. And so they go back to this brewing war and stuff. And yeah. So it's a, I didn't start out as a reader. I've always been a film person and such. But um, not only has she gotten me into reading books, but reading her books, like I just fly through them. Like she has a wonderful way with words. And for um, him to fly through them, like that yeah. Alice book is huge because I like words yeah. and uh, I make pretty words. <laughs> and yes. just, it's it's like thousand pages with really small prints. Yeah, and I, and you know people see it. it it's like a, I, I I compare it to like a Harry Potter book. It looks intimidating, but it's very easy to read. As well. Okay, uh, for, what are your what is your some of your inspirations for the the work that you're working on? Uh, well, Alice, I am in love with Alice Wonderland. When I was little, I used to tell people my name was Alice and run around in a little white pinafore, and it's so Alice has always kind of captured my attention. So that was probably something I was always going to write. Um, mystery is my favorite book genre. Mm. I love reading mysteries, so writing a mystery was just natural. 
What, what is it, one of some of your favorites out there? For oh, mystery? Sherlock Holmes, of course. Ah, I've, I've read every single one. I've <laughs> even read some of the like books that people have put out that are Sherlock Holmes that aren't Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Mm. Um, and then, of course, you know, Miss Marple from Agatha Christie, that sort of thing. I, and uh, uh, Agent Mulder from <laughs> the FBI. <laughs> and Detective Gordon from Law and Order Criminal Intent. I love him. I just got to take a photo op with Vincent D'Onofrio at CTE2. He smelled so good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my. You smell wonderful. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to go to Wizard World and stalk David Tennant next. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, in case uh, you can't tell, we're big geeks, too. Oh, that's wonderful. That's good. That's good. That's what keeps everything alive. That's why you're here at the convention. That, you know? That's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, Wyatt, for you, uh, big film enthusiast, right? Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, if you're directing oh, yeah. it, it's like, I hate this spot. Let's direct it anyways. <laughs> well, you're not, you know. you're not doing that. But, I mean, you're, you're, you're out there. You're, you're making films and stuff like that. What's some inspirations for you and the legend of directing? Um... Well, first directors that I look up to, I would say Kevin Smith, um, no, probably that's, number one. That's, that's I mean, one that a lot of he, people. Yeah, because he's that independent filmmaker who did it, yeah. you know. And so, like, he maxed out all of his credit cards, you know. We're not got, doing that. Got a loan, <laughs> and he, he, he made it happen. Now, I, tried, I tried to tell my wife, hey, we should max out our credit yeah. cards. It didn't work very well. <laughs> now, that's rare. That doesn't happen anymore, but yeah. at that time. Well, he doesn't have a wife to answer but, to, but he has a business partner, <laughs> and I say no. <laughs> and then um, he's got, you know, um, then I always say, I'll say Quentin Tarantino. And then, You're you know, speaking my language. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and Spielberg. And, and Steven Spielberg. Yeah. yeah, all yeah. So, I mean, like Kevin Smith brought up, I mean, he's huge inspiration for me for the podcast side of it as well because he does one talking about all types of things. Yeah, he, he does. So many. Yes, um, he does. Yeah. So, it, it's one of the inspirations of like, oh, I, I would love to interview people. I would love mm-hmm. to talk about film and stuff like that. Yeah, just speaking more. So, yeah, with the podcast. So, mm-hmm. it, it inspired me as well. So, I mean, that's, that's really great. Uh, for you, I mean, what are your, some some of your favorite films? Uh, um, for well, you as a filmmaker, well, I'd say the most inspirational to me as a kid that really you know grabbed me was Star Wars. I mean, that's just probably for my age group. That's just perfect. I, I watched it. I don't know. I think I was like five or something. I just watched it over and over and over again. And then on video, um, it was too young for theaters. But and then um, most recently, I discovered a movie about five ten years ago called Cashback. It's really good. I relate to it a lot. It's a British film. It's kind of comedic, kind of romantic, kind of fantasy. Um, that one, that that seems more like something I would make now. Mm. Uh, while Star Wars is like a pipe dream, you know. <laughs> <laughs> good luck with that. Uh, so maybe we should write like a Star Wars episode. Yeah. yeah, there we go. Yeah, that would be awesome. They're looking for females to work on the movie, so you know. absolutely, I would, I would absolutely love that. I, I told her that once. I was like, you know, it's not out of our reaches now to eventually work for Marvel or even Star Wars because they're pulling from these independent filmmakers. Mm. Like, all we really need is to get that one hit under our belt that goes mainstream or even a cult following and we could get lifted into it. Mm. So, like, you know, big we... Yeah. Big dreams. <laughs> that's the key thing about it. Yeah. As creators and, like, people who, like, go into these mediums of, like, oh, we're trying to create things of, like, an art form, you know, I mean, writing is an art, I believe, I mean, filmmaking is an art style, I believe, you know, Absolutely. And, and just going into it, like, it's, it's, big dreams are the only thing to keep you going, and, and, and the passion for the drive to keep going into it, I, I love that. You have that, to have the follow-through, too, though. Yeah, you also have the follow-through, so the passion, the drive, and just the constant, just, like, these are my hopes and dreams. You let, if you let those hopes and dreams die, you're not gonna you're not gonna want to be motivated. Well, it's like you know. you know, I get asked a lot all the time about advice on starting a YouTube channel because our YouTube channel has really grown, and you know, in Rockford where we're from, we've got the largest YouTube channel 
in that city. Was it 24,000 over 24,000 subscribers, and we've got like 27 million you know, total views, mm. and um, with over 500 videos of content on there. Our show, Tailsmith My Life, has over 300 episodes alone. So my advice to people is just just do it. I mean, I had no formal training. I told myself for years that I couldn't do it because I didn't go to school for it. And then back in 2007, one day a buddy and I just had a funny idea, and we just had our cheap camera and just made a little short. Yeah, and it just kind of, do it. I mean, yeah, everyone has their ups and downs. Just and, do it, you know. You know and don't worry about the equipment. Just do it. Outlook, right? Yeah. yeah. People are making I mean, movies on their iPhones. These yeah. Days. Now there are people yeah. people making movies on their iPhones. Like yeah. For for on the writing side of it, I mean, I bet you have, you've had problems. Like not not problems, but I mean, like there's a couple moments. It's like. I'm having trouble thinking of what to write. And then I was like, you know what? Let me, let me, let me There's this meme that it. I love um, where it's, I don't have writer's block. It's just that my invisible friends won't talk to me. <laughs> and that's how it feels. It's And I was telling him, I'm working on the Andy Alcott book two right now. And I had him read it because I, I told him, I said, I feel like I'm not writing this anymore. And the characters are just kind of taking it over. Please tell me that this is okay. So uh, it's he, great, by the way. Yeah, he read yeah. it and he's like, yeah, fine to me, but it just didn't read right to me. So that's the kind of troubles I have where it's like so many ideas, where do I put them? Yeah. Like, and then I once start? I get what a I direction, do? it's like the characters take over my head. Yeah. But then you're there, you're in the zone, and you put it out oh, there. Yeah. and you're, you're really... Well, the two books I have, they came out last year um, the same time. The Andy one I wrote in two months. Yeah. Um, I... <laughs> and the second Andy book is coming out fall of this year, and the second Alice book is coming out December. And she's still writing The Dead of Sins, and we have a short film in production that she wrote called Ginger Man. And we have a photography film. business, too. Yeah, so I, I do headshots and separate actors. And it, it, I've it, done a lot of uh, Victory Bell's cosplay photos. Nice. Nice. <laughs> Absolutely. And Victory Bell, uh, the cosplayer extraordinaire. <laughs> one, of the, one of the actresses on the, on the show on as the well. On The Dead of Sins, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, she's talked about it. A lot on the show here. I just assume guessing. everyone knows who Victory Bell is. Yeah. <laughs> As they should. Yeah, and uh, it was really great what you guys are doing. I, I really nice. dig it, and it's, it's really cool stuff, and you guys are really trying to make it take off and spread it out there more and more. I mean, book series sounds like it's coming along. I mean, you guys are staying busy, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. But conventions, yeah. writing the show, writing the book, you know, yeah. the photography L- business. Lack I mean, of things to do is not our problem. No. Like, like I was saying, if you're, if you're not busy, like your time, right yeah, <laughs> lack of time is our problem. Yeah. Well, we both have. Well, he has a full-time job, and then I have two full-time jobs on top of it. Oh so, boy. To, to help make ends meet, so yeah. we can make our dreams come true. You got to work hard to do it. Oh yeah. Lots of sacrifices for that. Oh yeah. Uh, where can people go to find not only the editions, but if they want to pick up some of the books that you have written as well? Lots of places. Um, her books are available on Amazon. Um, so is the Dedersons. So is the Dedersons. They're both on Amazon. You could just type it in there; they'll pop right up. Um, we, our YouTube channel is youtube.com slash notebookmovies. We also have um, a webpage. Yep, we have our own website, notebookmovies.com. Um, and then everything basically, the company is Notebook Entertainment, but everything we do that's on that is can be found on notebookmovies.com. And you can find us on all social media under Notebook Movies. Notebook movies. So it's Twitter and photo, um, Instagram, it's all pretty much the same thing under Notebook Movies. Oh, that's cool. Um, but... Yeah, so it was Notebook Entertainment because we didn't want to limit ourselves into producing film. Hmm. So entertainment as in we have Notebook Publishing, which publishes her books. We have Notebook uh, Photography, which is her photography business. We and then I also have my own uh, production, production company, company called, called Films. 
Yep. And Kraft Films is going to be more strictly on films, but maybe more with a little serious tone. Yeah. You know, That's like, where G- Ginger Man's the first film we're producing through my production yeah. company. And what is that one about? Ginger Man is uh, <laughs> it's my oh, love, love story about. to the 70s and 80s slasher films. Oh. I'm a, I loved Halloween. That was my favorite series growing up. I saw the first one when I was four, thanks to my dad. My mom hates that. Uh, and... So we were talking one day and we're like, I've always wanted to do my own slasher film. And we have friends that are redheads and they joke about being gingers and all this stuff. And we had just seen them. So we're like, ah, how about Ginger Man? He goes and kills on behalf of the gingers who get made fun of, blah, blah, blah. Wow, okay. So we're joking about it. Next day I give him a script. Ginger Man. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, okay, well, you wrote it in night, so whatever. Reads it and he's like, I love it. Oh, really? It, it was, because I've... One of the things that inspired me as a kid was uh, Friday the 13th, and okay, um, and I, I couldn't I couldn't watch it as a kid because my mom wouldn't let me watch horror <laughs> movies when I was a kid. So instead of not being able to see it, I drew what I thought a horror movie would be at like 10 years old. And I've always had a fascination with uh, master killer movies. I'm crazy, I guess. And so that was what our conversation was about. And then she had the idea of Ginger Man, and that's what we have now. So, like, okay. okay. And where, where can they go to look up for that coming? That, that? Uh, we're probably taking that one to the festival circuit. We're still in production on that one, okay. so we're still killing people. Yeah. Um, Tori's going to die in that one. Oh, nice. Where, okay. where do they follow to keep a, an eye on the news for um, that? Our f- Ginger Man page. We have a Ginger Man Facebook page. Okay. Yep. So, www.facebook.com slash Ginger Man. Yep. Or the Notebook Entertainment or the Caught Films. We put updates on all of those. Um, we also are going to put exclusive behind the scenes content on our Patreon page. Um, so, you can follow us and, if you like, donate um, to us, to our cause. And that's patreon.com slash Notebook Movies. Um, and we do that because, you know, as we all probably have heard, YouTube isn't what it used to be. Mm. And so we did, we took a big hit when that happened and we for their advertising revenue. We weren't getting rich, but it was no. helping us. Basically, it funded the FML series for us yep. that we were making on YouTube. And so with the lack of that, you know, so we did Patreon. And it's one of those things where you can voluntarily donate a dollar, more, whatever you want, but it accesses you to exclusive content. So you're getting something for your money yeah. instead of just donating for no reason. So. Okay. All right. I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for coming on to the Thank episode you. and having some time to sit down here and Absolutely. talk with us about you know some of the cool, interesting things you guys are doing, uh, Ginger you. Man and uh, the Jetterson. Uh, by all means, guys, go over there and check everything out over there uh, at their social media and follow be on the lookout for Ginger Man, <laughs> hopefully. Uh, of course, you guys can find our stuff, popsamurainetwork.com. Follow us on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at popsamuraincast. And just like you were talking about earlier, we have a, we have a Patreon page as well, <laughs> patreon.com slash popsamurai. Please get over there, follow us. You may win some cool prizes from us uh, with some raffles and stuff we're doing over there as well for right. supporters. So thank you guys so much uh, for thank joining you. us here. Thank you. you. Guys, get out there. Enjoy yourself some Dead right. and some other cool content. We'll get some, pick up some books. Catch you guys later. Bye-bye. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Will our heroes podcast survive? Spread the word. Subscribe. And tune in next time. Same Pop Samurai time. Same Pop Samurai channel. <laughs>